Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. It's the Roy Nat and Freddie Mac Show replay. Fallout Boy. Afternoon pick. Pick me up this afternoon, though. You okay there? <laughs> the Roy Nat and Freddie Mac Show. All yeah, right. I'm good. I. I don't know what happened. Yeah, that's all right. But my warm mouth up the, warm up the tongue. My mouth yeah. stopped working. Follow up boys that effect on people. It does. <laughs> like I'm up, up, up. Let's go to uh, Tammy. Hey, Tammy, welcome to the Roy and Freddie Mac show. Hey, Roy, how are you? I'm doing well, Tammy. Did you enjoy that afternoon? Pick me up here, a little rock music on your afternoon. I did. Yeah. Uh, did you know it's like National Clean Out Your Closet Day? Oh, I better get busy then. Right. Yeah, same yeah. here. Yeah, same here. It's time. I think it's time I got to get on that, too. It's a perfect time for it, though. Spring is essentially here, almost here. I, you look outside earlier, it wasn't. But uh, the spring cleaning time of the year, mm-hmm. getting the summer, spring, summer clothes out. I'm into it. You know what I do, Tammy, is that I what? put things in my closet that I forget need to be thrown away. Mm. So like I saw a computer monitor in my closet and I was like, oh, why am I not using that? I could let me be cool to have three monitors on my computer or something. Let me go see if this let me go plug it in. It's broken. Oh, good thing you kept it. I turned it on and it's like looks like somebody punched it. Yes. I'm like, what? How did I forget to throw this away? (laughs) You instead you stored it. I stored trash. Uh, I don't know what I was thinking. Maybe I needed a cord or maybe, you know what it was probably was, Tammy? I was too lazy. Mm. I didn't want to go all the way down the steps with a computer monitor. That's usually how it goes. Like one uh, day, one I'll, day we'll figure this out. I'll get to it. Yeah. And, and having said all that, because I dragged it out of the closet, plugged it in, I didn't want to take it in the trash. So I put it back in the closet. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. I'm, I'm the worst. You know what you need to do when you get home. I know. There you go. I know. Yeah. It's a good. Ugh. It's a good time though. I'm looking forward to warmer weather. So yeah. just moving stuff out. Too moving stuff in. Me too. Uh, what do we have for Tammy again? Tammy, we got a uh, St. Patrick's Day is on Friday. So the Skyline Greenway with green noodles for you. Oh yeah. Okay. You enjoy that only on Friday, uh, March 17th at participating locations. So um, it's feeling good. Florida, Skyline time. Yeah, I'll be able to use it on Friday because I'll be in Florida. Oh, oh, you man. lucky duck. The one St. Patrick's Day Florida. Exactly. I mean, right now is the time to get out of town a little bit. The last bit of the snow and cold that comes in. Yeah. Avoid it at all costs. I was, exactly. I was chatting with some uh, friends of mine who live in Amelia Island in Florida, and it was 75 and beautiful there. They were out on their patio in shorts. Oh, gosh. So uh, well, Tammy, uh, we hope you have a wonderful day, and thank you so much for being part of the Rolling Nat and Freddie Mac show. Thank you. Okay, Have well, a good day. Yes, yeah, stay on the line because I think we need to get some more information from yeah. you. Um, so we're going to dive into the Oscars. I know I watched it. Freddie, did you watch it? I saw some some pieces of it. I, was, I saw the red carpet. Oh, upset yeah. Me. yeah. I didn't really watch the pre-stuff, the pre-Oscars Oh, that's drama. the best part. I know. I watched I watched the main action with Jimmy Kimmel. I thought he did a great job. I oh, agree. Yeah, yeah for sure. For um, sure. So we'll get into all of that. I was kind of surprised to see Cocaine Bear made an appearance at the Oscars. 
How could he not? Well, that was weird. I didn't expect it. It's his moment. I didn't expect it. All right, the Oscars was on last night, and it's so interesting about everyone, everyone's view and perspective of it. Like, I kind of feel like because there wasn't the drama of the year before, people were really uh, harsh on how it was, but I thought it was pretty good. Eh, Freddie Mac, you have the wrong microphone on. Oh, sorry, Matt. <laughs> Here we go. I thought it was pretty good, too. I like that it was calm and respectful and there wasn't some huge drama about it, you know? Yeah. Um, of course, uh, everything, everywhere, all at once was, you know, the the big one. I mean, it had the most nominations, 11 nominations. Uh, the next one was All Quiet on the Western Front, which I've started. I haven't finished. Um, oh, you watch a lot of them. Yeah, well, you know, I, I try to be informed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I tried to see what people like. Although we were in a meeting earlier today, and Jim made a good point. One of our coworkers made a good point is that what typically wins Oscars doesn't necessarily stand the test of time, and meaning it's like the cult classic or it's what everyone continues to talk about year over year, right? Mm-hmm. Um, like, I don't know... Although I enjoyed everything everywhere all at once, even though it was very complicated to understand, Mm -hmm. and it kind of gave you a headache. Um, um, An appreciated headache. I don't think that people are going to continue to watch that over the years, right? You see it this one time, watch it one and done? Kind of. Yeah. Kind of like Cocaine Bear. <laughs> yeah. Not that Cocaine Bear is in the same category as far as like Oscar winning and all that kind of stuff. No, but but, but the Cocaine Bear made an appearance last night, and I thought that was strange. Oh yeah, yeah. They were doing. They presented the visual effects awards, which is you know was really cool to watch on TV because you would see how the studio you know stripped you know the the film out and made it really cool. Like how yeah. they made Avatar was really really cool. But then they brought Cocaine Bear up, and they're like, if it wasn't for visual effects, Cocaine Bear would have been a guy in a costume, which yeah. I get it. It would have really sucked maybe even it more. No, maybe it would have even been, been better because it would have been more cheeky if it was just a guy in a costume running around. <laughs> right, <laughs> yeah, probably. With the CGI, it was like, okay, you're trying too hard. Yeah, like yeah. guy in a buffalo. But I was surprised <laughs> that they even you know mentioned it because I figured Hollywood would have been so, so snooty over yeah. Cocaine Bear. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's the hilarity of it. They're just embracing. I think they made the movie to be Roy, Roy really gets into the actual award ceremony part where I like the before and after. Like the red carpet stuff, mm-hmm. the interviews and, and things like that, just to see who's rooting for who and what people say, right? Mm-hmm. So I didn't like Hugh Grant. Oh, yeah. I had an issue with the way that he was answering Ash, uh, Ashley Graham's questions real short, like... I think I got a clip of him. Um, what are you most excited to see tonight? To see? Yeah, well, I know that you probably watched a few of the movies. Are you excited to see anybody win? Do you have your hopes up for anyone? Um, not, no, no, no one in particular. No one? Okay, well, what are you wearing tonight, then? Uh, just my suit. Your suit? What yeah. made your suit? You didn't make it. Um, I can't remember. My tailor. That's okay. Yeah. Ta- shout out to the tailor. Yeah. And she um, just tries to, like, she was really working with him. So, okay, so what are you wearing? Man. Uh, my suit? Dude, come on, man. I know. I think he was trying I'm to be forward. funny, but it just crashed and burned. You know, what's so interesting is I didn't think it was that bad. <laughs> See? You know what? That doesn't surprise was- me about you, Roy. <laughs> 
it surprised maybe, me may, at all. Maybe I didn't think it's it was... me because I love Ashley Graham. So I'm taking up for her as an interviewer, as a broadcaster, mm. uh, as a professional and everything. But also, I'm a huge fan of hers. I'm a huge Hugh Grant fan. So I'm like, he's oh. trying to be a jerk. <laughs> play, play That's the first just part. His, his sense of humor. Play no. the first part for me. Um, what are you most excited to see tonight? Okay, stop there. To see? Yeah. I can understand how that's a little confusing. What are you most excited to see tonight? Well, it's Hugh Grant. What? I mean, because it's an award show. What do you mean, what am I ex- most excited to see tonight? It's an award show. It's not. A, I'm not going to the movie theater and I'm picking one. Oh, well, I guess as a professional, you you just you just make something I up. I know. He didn't do a good job being Mr. Personality. Yes. Yeah. But I, I'm like, I don't think he was mean, per se. Mm, no. He could have been. She asked him, who made your suit? Or who are you wearing tonight? Mm-hmm. And he said, oh, I don't, just my suit. Listen, he needs to learn how to lie on that. I lie all the time about who makes my clothes. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, if there's a flower pa- pattern, Versace made Versa- it. Yeah. Versace made that. <laughs> what a jerk. Oh, no. Oh, man. But no, it. Uh, I was a little surprised that uh, actor in a leading role didn't go to Austin Butler. Yeah, I was a little well, surprised Brendan by that. Fraser and the Whale. This has kind of been his year as the comeback story. I Everybody know. loves a good comeback story. They do. They really, really do. Uh, and then the guy from Everything, Everywhere, All at Once, uh, winning, and um, he evidently was. He filmed a movie with Indiana Jones when he was a little kid, mm-hmm. and then he was won the uh, Oscar, and Indiana Jones presented it. Uh, and so they got to like reconnect on stage. And it was just really Ford. Harrison Ford. It was a really beautiful moment. It was cool. Very emotional. I think I got some of it. My mom is 84 years old and she's at home watching. Mom, I just want an Oscar. Okay. Oh Man, my that gosh. is so cool. Dude. That is, is cool. That, is that the, the little kid who goes, Dr. Jones, Dr. Jones? I don't know. I, okay, I don't know Indiana Jones enough, but it's yeah. K, K, K Hoy Kwan, I think. Yeah. All right, cool. Uh, so, yeah, all in all, it was a really good night. I enjoyed the jokes from Jimmy Fallon. Um, uh, ooh, Jimmy Kimmel. And mm-hmm. <laughs> too many Jimmys. And I thought it was very tastefully done. Even him bringing up Will Smith, I thought it was funny. Yeah. I thought so too, yeah. It was, I think overall as a host, he was much funnier than Chris Rock. Because it's kind of been Jimmy Kimmel's thing. Yeah. He's the every night TV guy where Chris Rock, he does stand up. Yeah, it's like Chris Rock vibe. tends to be more shock value, right? Yeah. So I'm uh, happy with it. And then, like, there's the other weird part about me that I was like, see, look how tall the ceilings is. Can't the Golden Globes take a note <laughs> to get a big arena with big ceilings? Thing. That's their whole thing. That they're jammed in seven-foot-tall ceilings? Yes, and there's a lot of draping, and it makes <sighs> you feel a little claustrophobic. I get so annoyed. It's not as important. <laughs> so annoyed at the Globes. If the ceilings were as high, you wouldn't be... It would It would take away. Yeah, <laughs> This is What's Poppin' with Roy, Ned, and Freddie Mac on Q102. All right, Pedro Pascal. Who is this guy? He is, uh, you know his face maybe more than his name. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's an actor. He's in The Mandalorian. Oh, yeah. He's also in The Last of Us on HBO. Yep. The big new hit show. He also uh, was, um, I think, man in body bag number two, Law and Order. Oh, I'm that guy. Kidding. He would do like weird stuff like that. Okay. Yeah. He became famous. He would do all these like side little small things. <laughs> yeah. But now he's got like a pretty big name. He's got a, a well-known face. Well, he was at Starbucks recently, and this has gone kind of viral on TikTok and uh, social media because he got an ice quad ex- espresso in a venti cup with extra ice and six shots. Wow. He was taking all he was giving somebody's autograph, taking pictures. Somebody got a picture of the side of his cup 
and all of what was in it. Six shots of espresso. Wow. The so, m- most I can do is about four. Well, what? Yeah, four shots of espresso. <laughs> yeah, if I, I think- finish an entire cup of coffee, I am off the walls. Yeah, I get jittery around three. My hands really? were shaking this morning as I was driving. If I don't eat anything... And yeah. maybe that's all in my mind because I feel like if I drink coffee or iced coffee on an empty stomach, <laughs> you know, I'm going to just start jitter- getting yeah. jittery. So, yeah, that's 400 milligrams of caffeine, by the way. In six shots? Mm-hmm. I wonder how much is the average per day. Let me Google it. I would say, what, two to 300 probably? I'm going to go out on a limb here. Uh, it is 400 milligrams. That one drink wow. was, was the maximum for a day. So anything more than that would have been unhealthy. There you go. Okay, wait. All in one drink, though? Well, that's average, or is it broken up? Well, it just says no more than 400 milligrams in one day. So he better not have a soda pop. Oh, yeah, that is true. Because that has caffeine in it. That's right. Set you over the ledge. Do you see Jason Derulo was in Nebraska, and he tipped somebody $5,000. Somebody like who? Um, Like at a restaurant. Oh, like and, the server. Yes, and the server went, um, like, tweeted it, and then it went viral and whatnot about how <laughs> they said, like, thank you, I can pay for all of my tuition. Next semester is paid for in one one cool. night. So good for him. He's in Nebraska. Why? We don't know. It's so interesting. Oh, he's got the volleyball league going on down there. The one he teamed up with uh, Joe, Joe Burrow. Burrow. Yeah. That's right. Oh. He's in Nebraska. Because remember, we were all like, Nebraska, Why? But Jason yeah, Derulo. they own a they part own a volleyball team. Women's I, volleyball team. I do like Elite. it whenever you hear about celebrities in like random locations. Mm-hmm. I remember I was in the middle of North Carolina on a on a bus with a a bunch of listeners of my old show, and we noticed that some of our listeners was hanging out like with this big big uh, tour bus. Okay. Over there that pulled in, and mm-hmm. I'm like, oh well, hey, there's dueling buses here. That's all I thought. Like yeah. I didn't think anything else of it. And then I see they're, like, doing photos with the people over by the bus. And I'm like, oh, now there's someone famous. And it turned out it was, like, Shinedown, randomly in the middle oh, of wow. North Carolina yeah. at a gas station getting snacks. Oh, <laughs> and, right. and so then our listeners got, like, a meet and greet with some right. rock band. That's so cool. <laughs> at, That's at, really at 1230 at midnight. <laughs> That's really cool. That's super cool. Yeah, Pedro Pascal was, like, at, he was wearing his sunglasses, probably, try, like, really trying to be low-key. And, uh, yeah, then you get seen. That's <laughs> really go. dope. All right. Well, when you're a star, you just can never be low-key, I suppose. Drake uh, announced his tour. Was it this morning? Yes. He's going yeah. on tour 21 Savage. I just read about it this morning. This is going to be, that's going to be an off-the-chains tour. I think pre-sale starts tomorrow or Wednesday. It's going to be insane. He's not coming to Cincinnati, but he is coming to Columbus, I believe, and a lot of shows in yeah. Chicago. This is the Roy, Nat, and Freddie Mac Show on Q102. So if you're trying to get some Girl Scout cookies, just so you know, there is a bit of a bakery delay. Okay, why? I heard that they're... Why? Well, this is from Little Brownie Bakers, which is the provider of eight of the varieties for the Girl Scout cookies, posted on their Facebook page that there are some production issues uh, due to severe weather in Kentucky, was blowing snow out pretty earlier. It was, uh, and then uh, there's global supply chain issues. Oh, this is still a thing. Well, did you guys receive the Girl Scout cookies that you ordered? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, yeah we, we did like the, the pre-order ones. Oh yeah. Oh, we got in early right. with uh, some coworkers here that mm-hmm. that have Girl Scouts. Does this mean that the Girl Scouts at you know, Kroger and stuff aren't going to be there. 
No, I saw some out this weekend. Yeah, because they already have their boxes on hand, right? So I guess this is for new cookies being uh, produced. But, you know, Natalie, you said something there that uh, made me pause. And you're like, oh, I said uh, global supply chain issues. And you you were like, oh, so that's still a thing? Mm -hmm. I'm with you. Right? I kind of think that this is just an excuse that people use. Agreed. Well, there's a supply chain issue. Yeah, I don't believe the the whole when that big boat was. I can't think of what they call that particular boat. It was in the canal or whatever. It was stuck. Mm-hmm. Remember that whole thing like a year ago, and it was just it was messing up supply chains and everything. And evidently, everybody had something on the boat, right? Because All our Amazon packages. Mm-hmm. Wasn't like the Suez Canal is actually like really big for imports and exports, locally, right? So. Well, I don't know. I don't buy into it. Yeah, and then, like, because of COVID, everything, the, the supply chain got messed up. I think it's a great excuse mm. because somebody messed up. You know what? I heard Girl Scout drama over the weekend. There are two different bakeries that make Girl Scout cookies. Right. And they go to, like, East and West America or somehow sure. they divvy them up. One of them is just dropping the ball. Oh. Seems to be like, what's happening? Oh. Oh. That's mm-hmm. what I mean. And then if this you're This is what the- a mother told me. So... Yeah. I wonder how well, they, um, how's the, uh, I guess because they're not delivering on time. I guess so, yeah. Yeah, it makes me think of like a group project and not doing, <laughs> <laughs> like being the person that does the least amount of work. So mm-hmm. someone just shows up on the due date day. Uh-huh. You're like, all right. We're, st- we're still Girl Scouts. <laughs> but they didn't bake all the cookies there or ship them out or whatever. I will say that the factory was very specific and said that they had mechanical issues with their line that specifically impacted Samoa's, their most oh, popular cookie. And then they lost power from the Kentucky storms. Okay. But the bakery is, and we did remember what, like a week ago, have some pretty mm-hmm. bad tornadic, windy yeah. um, uh, weather. But they said that their employees are working overtime to try to get these orders filled as soon as possible. Oh, well, that's good. Right, have you guys had the raspberry rallies? No. I, are those the new ones, the gluten-free ones? It's the ones that came out this year, the new flavor they added. The look of them. I don't like that shade of pink. Mm-mm. Oh, they're, 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 they're chocolate. Me. Well, inside, I guess yeah. it's pink. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I enjoyed it. You but I like okay. all the Girl Scout cookies. Me too. I'm a big Especially the new guy. brownie one. Oh, oh yeah, that was delicious. Oh, it tastes like a beautiful brownie I'm eating. The Thin Mints, those can get stuck on the conveyor belt for all I, I could, know. You, you hate those, those. Those can burn up in the, uh, you know, on the line mm-hmm. there at the factory for all I know. Well, I'm here for the Samoas, so I hope that these get back in action as soon as possible. So those are my favorite. Personal fave. Hated them as a kid. Now love them. So, so last night we were watching um, the Oscars. And, of course, the movie that everybody is talking about today is Everything Everywhere All at Once. Mm-hmm. And I thought it was pretty interesting th- about how uh, polarizing people are when it comes to the movie. There, there are people who love it and it is art. And then there are people who hate it, and it freaked them out, and they couldn't get through it, or they mm-hmm. couldn't understand it. And this is a movie that won an Oscar. Uh, and so we wanted to hear from you at 513-749-2320. If you saw everything, everywhere, all at once, explain the movie to us. Yes, in your own words. Explain the movie. And the reason why is because we were in a meeting, and I was having to try to explain this movie to other people. And then the person right beside me who also saw the movie was who they were explaining it, and it was kind of different than what I was saying. <laughs> it was, and I'm like, how is it that we both saw the same movie, mm-hmm. and we're not explaining it right? 
That's a, that's a sign of a good movie. Everyone has their own passionate take on it. It can be interpreted many different ways. It's that's genius. Yeah, that's art. Well, right. I, well, maybe that's why they got an Oscar. Yeah, so we were talking about everything everywhere all at once, uh, which is one of the big winners at the 95th Annual Academy Awards last night. Mm-hmm. If you don't remember, because I go through this period where I'm like, I don't even really... When did that movie come out? I thought that was two years ago. It came out like literally a year ago, like in the beginning of 2022. Okay. So when you start thinking about a bunch of films from 2022, you're thinking about Top Gun. You're thinking about all these you know, huge pictures. Uh, this was towards the beginning of the year. Had 11 nominations. Uh, it did end up winning who, um, um, I think his name's K.Y. Kwan, I believe it is, who nabbed the Oscar for Best Supporting Actor, which yeah. was really cool. Uh, and Jamie I love Curtis one too. Yes, she won. Actress. Yeah, which I love her. Uh, and I thoroughly enjoyed the film. I enjoyed the creative creativity of it, uh, and I thought it was very interesting on how they wrote it and pieced it together. And what's interesting is to hear other people that have seen it how they describe the film. Like me, I would talk about how. It's pretty much a story about this multi-universe, parallel universes where mm-hmm. every decision you make spawns another parallel universe. And this girl's be able to go through the universes and there's evil within it. And she's trying to find the evil and she's messing with the timeline. That's my interpretation of it. However, another coworker of ours said that it was about her relationship with her mom and family. Right. And my life sucks or something. Right. And I'm like, yeah, I guess. Okay. <laughs> like, yeah, at the end of the movie, she's like, yeah, you know, life's not that bad. <laughs> and I was right. like, huh? Not that that's bad. A, it's a totally different description than what Roy gave. Like, they almost think that all the multi, the, the parallel universes was noise to them. And I thought, you know, I, th- yeah. I thought it was a big deal. Uh, so if you would like to try to tell everyone what uh-huh. that movie is, uh, we would love to hear from you. Yeah, like a quick description. Sure. A little F- summary. Please. 513-749-2320. You know, and then we saw a lot of cool facts about the Oscars. Did you know that when you win an Oscar, it's technically not yours? No. Uh, why? Is it just like the one they give you on stage? It's just for show and then they give you one with your name on it later? So, according to the rules, their winners cannot sell their statue without selling it to the Academy for a dollar. Oh. So, you can't give it to anybody. And if you are going to give it to somebody, you have to give it back to the Academy for a dollar. Or else you get in trouble. Right. How would they know? Wow. I don't know. You put an Academy statue on eBay, I'm sure... Everybody's going to know about it. That would just be stupid. No, I'm not saying do something so public like that. I mean, just kind of under the table deal. Like, hey, man, here you go. I forgot to give you a Christmas present. (laughs) Like, you know what I mean? (laughs) Something like that. Like some little side deal. Not really trying to make money off of it. That would just be dumb. Do you guys know how much the Oscar award weighs? That's what I was going to say. 13 pounds. Nope. No, 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 no. Nope. Eight. 4.8 pounds. 
4.8. Freddie Mac says you said 13. Correct answer is 8.5 pounds. That's why I said 8 was my second guess. Well, well I went with the first. Oh, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> that's, a, that's a pretty, pretty heavy, uh, it's got some weight on it. It yeah. is. That's crazy. Never thought that. Actress yeah. with the most Oscars, Catherine Hepburn. Okay. Oh, how many does she have? Uh, four Oscars in her career spanning six decades. Wow. Man, see, you see how hard it is to get an Oscar? Like, Jamie Lee Curtis won her first Oscar last night, and mm-hmm. she's been acting for whatever. 45 years. Yeah, and you said she, Hepburn only has four. Mm-hmm. She acted for 60 years. Yeah, I know. When you put it in context, you do look at some of the people that win Oscars, and you're like, why do you guys win? Mm. Yeah, and it's not like she only did four movies in that time frame. Right. Oh, yeah, did a yeah, ton yeah. of others. You know, if I ever met Kath, uh, Catherine Hepburn, I'd call her Kathy. Congratulations, Kathy. If anyone deserves four Oscars, it's you, babe. Oh, see, I'm like Miss Miss Hepburn. <laughs> 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 Respect. <laughs> you know, the uh, oldest person to win an Oscar was Anthony Hopkins at the age of 83 in 2020. Oh, yeah, what did he win for? It's something called The Father. I never saw that. Yeah, I saw part of it. I got really bored, but it was a really good film. Uh, and then Jennifer Lawrence had the most expensive Oscar dress in the history of the Oscars. And then on top of that, she fell in the dress. I know. <laughs> Jennifer Lawrence famously fell on the Oscar stage in 2013 wearing a $4 million Dior gown. That's wow. crazy. Was it uh, one of the Hunger Games? Yeah, I imagine Probably. so. Probably, yeah. yeah. Yeah, but the amount of money she's making from those movies. <laughs> Four, mil- well, Four million dollars. I'm, the, I'm sure that's one of those things you give the dress back. Yeah, 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 yeah. They ask True. you to wear yeah, it. No. Come on. They're probably lobbying for months and months. I love the Roy, Nat, and Freddie Mac show. I listen every afternoon. It's the Roy, Nat, and Freddie Mac show on Q102. So half of couples would try sleeping apart to get better sleep. I think this makes a lot of sense. I hate sleeping next to somebody. I get all sweaty. Then usually I'm mean to them. Yeah. <laughs> and then you're mean to them? Yeah, and I don't want to, you know, I don't want to be mean to you also. I don't want to, I'm not proud of what I'm mean to you because I'm just, yeah, no. So what you, what, you think what, it has to do with just because you slept next to them and because you were uncomfortable? Yeah. You don't yeah. think you don't think the problem is maybe the bed should just be bigger? No, no. Even in like a California king, I'm like, just get away, no way. Really? Yeah. You must be a wild sleeper. Yeah, there. I, I mean, because California kings are huge. I know. Hmm. Yeah, I know. Although have one. it could be, I could have the biggest bed in the world, and my fiance will somehow be up on top of me. Yeah. <laughs> he just can't get enough. No. Just somehow will fly on over. <laughs> I'm with you though, Natalie. I get very hot. Yeah, I don't like to it. To the point, I don't sleep. I only sleep with one sheet. Oh, look at you go. That's it. You know, last night I was so hot, I slept with all the windows open in my house under a blanket, and it was like 30 degrees. Yeah, I mean, it's literally blowing snow. In fact, there could be bursts of snow that could reduce visibility this afternoon. Careful. Uh, but no, so according to uh, a new survey of 2,000 Americans, that more Americans. About 49% of Americans would be willing to sleep in separate beds to improve their sleep. Some of the top complaints include stealing covers, waking up to them tossing and turning. And I know that was a big problem with me last night. I didn't go to bed till like 2 a.m. Mm-hmm. I just kept tossing and turning, tossing and turning all night. And then what's a problem with some couples is some couples like to sleep with the TV on or they'll be watching TV in bed while the other couple is trying to sleep. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then, of course, the big one, snoring. 
And of course, uh, and then sleeping in separate beds was popularized in the 40s, 50s, and 60s. And it could be making a turn back to be a relationship staple, as that is what people are needing to make the relationship work. No, I could never do that. Does this mean you have two separate rooms, like two completely separate rooms, yeah, or just likely. like one sleeping room for somebody else, like a bunker? You to, know? to me, someone who would never do this, <laughs> even for it to make a little bit of sense, it would have to be separate rooms. Why? Because what, what's the point of having two separate beds in the same room? Because you love each other. It's your room. You just don't want to be up on top of each other unless you want to be on top of How each other. How big yeah. are the rooms? If well, I got well, a queen you, well, and you got a queen. Well, or, uh, you would have to get like fools or, qu- or twins or something. No. This is not a college dorm. <laughs> not sleeping on a twin mattress ever again. It needs to be like a hotel room. So you don't call them your roommate? Like, yeah, me and the roommate. Taking might, kids out to dinner, but, but I would feel well like, be. but I would feel like if they had a different bedroom, I'd feel so disconnected because then they would design the room yeah. with their stuff, and then I would psychoanalyze that, yeah, and then same. if I see a new item in the room, I'd be like, oh, they're changing. I don't know who they are anymore. Exactly, it becomes their sacred space instead of your. You're yeah. together, together hours instead. Nah, yo, it's already separate. If you don't want to sleep together, so this wouldn't work for you. No, get over here and let's cuddle for a little bit until I get hot. See? But at least I know you're there. But you're a hard sleeper. You can fall asleep anywhere at any time. This is true. Yeah. It's not me. We were just talking about the things that make your relationship work, and more relationships are moving towards separate beds. Let's go to Matt. Matt, you're on the Roy, Nat, and Freddie Mac show, and I know that you are in separate beds because it's more of just a work thing for you. Yeah, so I get up for work at 4.30 in the morning, uh, my wife is uh, is a night owl, right? She'll still, she will stay up watching TV, doing whatever till twelve thirty one in the morning, right? Mm-hmm. So that's that's the biggest reason. I'm also a very hot sleeper, right? So I'm definitely the guy with the windows open in winter. But uh, going on fifteen years together, it's and it's wow, working. It works. Um, How long have you been in separate rooms? We've been in separate rooms for about the last two years. Okay. And to the separate rooms point, I have not personalized that room. It's just a spare bedroom we have in the house. Mm-hmm. And it's just a bed, right? It's a bed and four walls. And my clothes aren't in there. Um, I don't really have, there's not even a TV in there, right? I just go in there to go to bed. Interesting. And uh, I'll go to bed at about 8 p.m., maybe 9 p.m. And she'll be up an additional four to five hours past that. So we tried it in the same room for a while. And it didn't. I was on the losing end of that deal. <laughs> okay, but you know what? This so, arrangement works for you guys. Yeah. Yeah, it works it works great. I mean it gives and, and plus, you know, sometimes people just need their own their own space. Sure. We have three kids, there's a lot of stress with that and sure. Sometimes she needs her space and I need mine and that's where that's how we find it. Cool. I'm Bradley Trainer and I'm Don McLean. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game and you can play along. The item might be like this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Matt, well, thanks so much for calling the Roy Nat Freddie Mac Show. We can't get to all these calls uh, coming into the studio, but I know Deanna um, takes a few hours to cuddle on the couch and have the 
couple time, which I think is really good. So over the weekend, Freddie Mac and I mm-hmm. went to the uh, Cincinnati International Wine Festival. How was it? I've never been. I've always wanted to go. So much fun. You missed it. So Dang. much fun. It's so many vendors and so many wine tastings. Yes. Um, Grater's ice cream had oh. some ice cream that we may have went back for seconds. Oh, understandable. It's called Midnight Snack. Oh, dude. Ooh. So <laughs> good. With the good. pretzels in it. Yeah. So good. Uh, and then, so Freddie came uh, uh, after me. Mm-hmm. And I was going back through our text messages, and I didn't realize how unclear I was at giving him directions. Roy's the worst. Okay. <laughs> terrible directions. Terri- terrible keys. Uh, key points he was well, trying you, to make. You strike me as someone who just expects him to know. Like, come on, just, you know, Google it. Do this, your thing. This is what I said. Uh, I said, go all the way to the physical coat check-in that's not the coat check- check-in and tell them you're with Q102. Oh. This is where I'm supposed <laughs> to pick up pick up my ticket. Does that make any sense? Okay. <laughs> go to go all the way to the physical coat check-in. You that's not the not, coat check-in. Was there an official coat check-in in the lobby that they weren't using, so they made their own? Yes, yes. and no. There. <laughs> what I come to f- understand was there was a coat checkout over near a door that they just had racks out where you could see it. It wasn't yeah. a counter. It was just kind of a table set up, and that's where people were checking in their coats. What Roy was really referring to was down at the other end of the hall, there was an actual counter, and it said coat check above it oh. <laughs> at the Duke Energy Center. It was an actual sign that said coat check in. But that's where they had, like, it was, it was essentially will call. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then and then so, uh, and then my instructions got even worse because Freddie asked, well, where'd you park? And I said, across in the deck 4B. What? <laughs> Okay. You know what? I, you know what? If I was Freddie Mac, I would have been like, whatever. I'm going to get me two glasses of wine, and I will find him at some point. And that's what eventually happened. I figured out where he parked. Somehow, through this gibberish he spoke of, I figured out where he parked, found, you know, and I parked right near him. I got in, figured out the whole how to get my ticket at the coat check, not coat checkout. And then I called him, like, I'm here, you know, to say I'm here. Like, where can I find you? It's a huge. It's in the Duke. Uh, energy sick. center. So I call him. He doesn't answer, Natalie. Well, I was just going to say, you're such a dude. This is such dude communication happening right here. This is dude here. communication. But oh my I, gosh. I, listen, I'm a couple glasses in, having a great old time. <laughs> yeah, he was. <laughs> talking with all the vendors, learning about the wines. And when I found him, had a glass of wine up to his mouth. <laughs> I was like, oh, dude, I called you. Uh, yeah, he's like, oh, hey. There he is. So I've been having a great time. What have you been doing? I've been trying to figure out how to get in here. That's what I've been doing. Uh, and then I get in there, and we run into, I run into Scott, who's our promotions director. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we run into our uh, boss's boss, Mike. Okay. And his wife, uh, which is, you know, th- at this point, it's turning into a work social. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. the company's all <laughs> drinking wine. Yeah. And at one point, I noticed that Freddie Mac is at a booth, and he's talking with a woman. And I'm like, do I need to go save him or something? And uh, and then I walk up to him. They're looking at about smoking meats. Yeah, I'm on my phone. And I'm oh. looking up the, the smoker this lady's talking about. Because I was in a conversation with her about Merlot's. And they go great with steaks. And she was like, have you ever had a, a uh, smoked steak? 
And I was like, no, but that sounds interesting. I've always wanted to smoke meat. So she calls her friend over. He's telling me the one he got. I'm looking it up. All right, $600. It's I'm already bad. bored. I'm okay. already it's, bored. It is boring. <laughs> it's so stupid. It is boring. Yeah. And you got to understand the context of the wine festival. It is a lot of people packed into these little booth areas trying to try wine. Them two are talking about smoking meats right in front of the wine tasting booth, Holding blocking it. Because <laughs> meat smokers, y'all take it very seriously. I think I, my brother yeah. has three smokers. They all do different things. Different yeah. timelines on and I them. Find meat, I can't even. I can't do the meat smoking thing. People who meat smoke, I know they're all in. They wake up at 3 a.m. Mm-hmm. to go make sure there's a pink ring on the meat or some stupid thing like that. <laughs> and they wear their funny black latex gloves. <laughs> and thing. They get the fancy thermometers that's connected to their phone. I get it. It's a hobby. But here he is. He's like being inducted into the smoking Meat world, and I'm yeah. like, okay, well, listen. At this point, I had three other wine tastings while he's talking about meats. You know what else is frustrating about this? Mm-hmm. Freddie Mac's never going to smoke any meat. No, himself. what? And then you I feel, and I feel weird about continuing throughout the event while he's back there learning about meat smoking. This is how people learn now, information. You share with one another. You got to keep up with the group. When you're at Disney World, you don't venture off to talk about Mickey with a stranger. No, but if Goofy's, the group. if I want a picture with Goofy and he's offering pics and I'm the first in line, <laughs> I'm going to go do it. I'll catch up with y'all later. And then it looks like at one point we uh, looted the wine festival. Oh, yeah. why? It, it was closing time. Okay. And at closing time, a lot of the vendors have products that's been sitting out and they're just like just take it yeah well we took advantage of just take it <laughs> and so what did you take like how much of it was one it was a couple of different fancy, it, you would have thought waters. that we robbed a supermarket by yeah. taking saratoga water from the, the wine festival are you one of those people who like <laughs> brings your own bag or tupperware into things you know no this wasn't one of those uh you weren't even allowed to like bring food and stuff from the outside but they were given away in cases so it's like Mm -hmm. six of them you know neatly packed packaged together and she was like yeah take two if you want so so i got a case my Mm -hmm. fiance got a case freddie mac got a case we're stuffing bottles in pockets yeah i had two singles i put them in my hoodie pocket (laughs) (laughs) i just felt like i feel like i'm doing something wrong here i'm I'm stealing but not Heck right. yeah! Sounds like um, this is how you do a wine like a fest. Success, yes. yeah, yeah, success. But you know, when you think we're like taking advantage of the water samples, we went to Graders probably four times. Hey. I went to Murray's Cheese probably two or three times. Oh, so you're one of those? But they're just little samples. Yeah, we took advantage of the samples. I think there's nothing wrong with that because you right? have one little spoonful. And you're like, well, I want to have a little spoonful of that. Well, you know, it's just like when you go to like a. Uh, dessert place like an ice cream or frozen yogurt, and you're like, "Oh, I want to try all the flavors before mm-hmm. I decide on which one I want." Yeah, I always do that. It's kind of like that. And at the end, I'm like, "Just kidding! I just want to use the bathroom. I don't want to buy anything." <laughs> and then you, then you leave. You just wasted their time. Yeah, you go to Costco just to have dinner by eating the sample. Oh yeah, yeah man. Oh, yeah. Uh, have you ever taken uh, taken advantage of the freebies? Five one three seven four nine twenty three twenty. Are you just like Freddie Mac, mm-hmm. taking the free water? Do it. Call and let us know. Don't leave me out here hanging. Yes. (laughs) Yes, please. This is the Roy, Nat, and Freddie Mac show on Q102. We were at the Cincy Wine Fest and took liberties with some of the freebies. I think it was meant to be. Took. uh, Does that mean you're cheap? Just say it. I just want to say it. Get the white mm, elephant out the room. Yeah, probably. I don't know. Maybe not. I don't know. It's free. Economically responsible. I would have loaded up too. 
Uh, let's go ahead and go to Spencer and Blue Ash. Spencer, you're on the Roy and Freddie Mac show. Do you take advantage of freebies too? When I can, heck yeah. I'm old enough that I know save a penny saved is a penny earned. Right. Hey, all right. So what what tell us the freebies you've taken advantage of? Uh, a lot of them I try it mostly do with crafting. It's very, very addictive and expensive hobby. And so um there's times where like Joanne's fabric or uh Michael's the crafting stores will like months after the holiday will set out their seasonal stuff and either give it away for free or basically mark down to pennies on the dollar. Mm-hmm. And uh, Joanne Frabic does a lot of like um, Christmas time, like a couple months after Christmas around this time, whatever leftover they have, they usually let people take for free, like ribbon, mesh, things like that. Really? Which I use to make wreaths. You go all in, right? Oh, I try. Yeah, it's, it's very expensive for the stuff. So is if expensive. I can get it, if I can get it free, then heck yeah. You know what else is expensive? Wine. It is. <laughs> yeah. And smoking. Designer smoking cookies. smoking meats. That's true. Oh, well, Spencer, I don't. I don't blame you. I, I would load up that car as well. Thanks for calling. Let's go to uh, Gracie. Now, this is kind of an interesting, uh, you know, freebie that you would take advantage of. This is when you worked at Amazon. Yeah, so uh, it was, I think the station was closed out, but they used to give out free T-shirts during peak season, um, and they would give them out in the morning for the morning shift and at night for the night shift, but I worked like a flex shift, so I got to pick my own schedule, so every peak week, I would just schedule myself for half of a morning shift and half of a night shift, <laughs> and then I would just get two free T-shirts every day, yes. so I'd make out by the end of the week with a ton of free T-shirts. I yes, love it. I that's love perfect. It. That is perfectly planned. <laughs> You're a genius. Because if you give me a t- I'm the same way with a free T-shirt. I don't know why. I just <laughs> love a free T-shirt. I love merch. Sure you give me a T-shirt, I'll wear it. You pay for it. <laughs> Gracie, I want to know, where are you wearing these T-shirts? Why do you need so many of the same T-shirt? Oh, my gosh. See, that's what my friends ask me. And I'll be honest, I only ever wear them to work. But, hey, it's a work shirt, okay? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Plus, it's Amazon. Can't go wrong with Amazon. Right. Uh, Gra- right. Gracie, I hope you have a wonderful day. We 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 approve your freebie steal. <laughs> <laughs> Thank we you approve. guys. Have a great one. You too. Yeah, you too. Cute. It's the birthday scam with Roy, Ned, and Freddie Mac on Q102. So find us on your socials at the RNF show and uh, shoot us a DM. Let us know who in your world's got a birthday. And we can uh, work together on a scam. And Jenna hit us up about her best friend, Holly. And we learned from Jenna that Holly uh, just sent her laptop in to get serviced. Mm -hmm. So we're going to use that against her today in a brand new birthday scam. This is the Deep Dark Web on Q102. Hello? Hello? Good afternoon. Is this Holly? It is. Okay, cool. My name is Ned. I'm at the Genius Bar at Mall. How are you doing today? I'm good, thank you. That's great to hear. I just had an update on your repair, your 2018 MacBook Pro. Yep, that's me. Uh, we took it apart. When we did find the issue with it, I think. Okay, you, are you, can you give me a time frame when it's going to be ready? Well, it looks like there was a spill. Uh, maybe, I don't know, like old milk or something. Do you have kids? Oh, God, yeah, but they don't come anywhere near my computer. Well, or maybe you have a teenage boy, maybe surfing the World Wide Web 
I don't know. What? Never mind. L- listen, we did dry it out. We replaced a few of the components. It's all under warranty, so you should be good to go as far as the payment. Uh, I will say, though, when we rebooted it, there were a few viruses. Okay. Did you get rid of them? We did, actually, yes. Uh, but these viruses generally only come from one place. Where? The deep, dark web. It was somebody going deep diving, maybe looking for drugs or something? Excuse me? Listen, hey, I, there's no judgment, I swear. But if you're, if you're looking for some grass, I may know a guy looking no, for some of the green no, stuff. I'm not, I'm not looking for anything like that. Okay, all right. Well, I, when I was looking to make sure we didn't actually delete anything from the hard drive, we did stumble across some pictures. And it looks like you like the party. So I, I didn't. You did, what? You did what? We are sworn to secrecy, Holly, here at the Genius Bar, so I won't tell a soul. Okay, I need your name, your, and I need your supervisor right now. Well, I'm Ned, and my supervisor, is he's off today. I, I need your full name, Ned. Uh, Ned Flanders. What the hell? I'm coming to get my laptop right now. I'm going well, somewhere. Your MacBook isn't ready for pickup just yet. And is this the same girl that was taking jello shots on a boat last summer? I thought I thought you would be cool. I thought you would be cool about this. I, I, I don't give a about any of that. I, it's not okay for you to go through my personal things on my computer. Relax. Rel- I think you do need some medicinal. Like I said, I know a guy who can help you out. Hello? Was that you at Mardi Gras in 2014? That's enough. That, that, Seriously. This is enough of this birthday phone scam on Q102. <laughs> Hello, Holly. This is uh, <laughs> courtesy of your friend Jenna. This is Q102. This is Freddie Mac. Hi, Holly. What the hell's going on? Who is this? <laughs> it's Roy Nat and Freddie Mac show. Uh, Jenna set you up on a birthday phone scam live on the radio. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> this is all a this is all a joke. She she mentioned that you guys go way back. I didn't actually see any pictures though. She said uh, there may or may not be pictures on your computer, but I didn't see it. Oh, so thank God. <laughs> thank god. <laughs> you are safe, Holly. We, we hope you have a great birthday from your friend Jenna and us here at Q one hundred and two. Okay. Okay, thank you. Got somebody with an upcoming birthday you want to scam? Let us know. Look for the birthday scam link at WKRQ.com. So, um, Freddie Mac. Yes, sir. You are a wedding DJ. Yes. You've been to a lot of weddings. A ton. Have you ever seen someone object at a wedding? I have not seen this. But (laughs) I've seen a lot of them online. And sometimes with the online stuff, I'm like, all right, is that real? Is like, this kind of staged to go viral? Doesn't it seem like it only happens in the movies? There's no way this happens in real life. I agree with you. It does seem very movie-esque. Because yeah. I, I would love it if I witnessed it. Yeah, me too. I'd feel bad. But I mean, the oh, drama. Well, I mean, yeah, of course you I mean, I have a story to tell. I think it's everyone speaking their truth, right? I think I would support that. <laughs> Even if you're talking out of turn. Oh, no. If they, no, there's an opportunity. Well, yeah. If you have a more traditional pastor, I know Roy is a ordained minister. Sure am. Mm-hmm. And so oh, it depends on, depends on your script. If you give that moment. I've worked with brides. They, they specifically said that their uh, pastor or whoever is not going to even pose the question. Mm. 
Yeah, I don't think I... has got something to hide. I don't think I pose the question whenever I do it. Yeah, that's a very, very traditional, yeah. old school way, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. I, 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 if you've ever witnessed someone object at a wedding, or maybe you are the person that wanted to object at a wedding, could you call us 513-749-2320? You can remain anonymous. Yeah. We uh, want to know details. You know, but we were on Reddit and we were, you know, kind of reading through some of the people that, um, you know, have been to weddings that get objected. And it seems to be an overall trend that when there is an objection at the wedding, the party still goes on. Really? Yes. How do you continue on after? Oh, how do you waste the mo- How do you waste the money? That's you true. know this what I mean? Money already spent. Um. Mm. You know, I've I've had very interesting weddings. I've because uh, I used to be back in my early radio career a wedding DJ, and I've DJed a wedding where someone's passed down on the dance floor and EMS had to come. Wow! Oh yeah. Uh, and then I've I've DJed and I was so the reception was supposed to start at six with a cocktail hour till seven, then dinner from seven to eight, and then between eight and nine is when the fun happens. Uh, and the the ceremony was at five. Well, it was like six forty, and nobody was coming to the reception at the hotel. Mm. And I'm like, this is odd. We're forty minutes into cocktail hour, and you're just waiting, set just up. waiting, set up. I got my lights on, playing some music. Yeah, you're ready. To go. Nobody. And then I look over, and the caterers are eating. And Freddie Mac knows you don't see caterers eating at six forty. And not oh, out yeah, in the no. open either. No. If they do eat, it's in the back. Right. It's, it's oh. after people have eaten and stuff. Yeah. I've been a wedding caterer before. That is a no-no. To no-no. Right. You don't just sit out there, uh, you know, eating. Like, that's mm-hmm. not how it works. So I walk over to the caterers, and I'm like, hey, guys, what's going on? You hungry? You know, some comment like that. And they're like, oh, he doesn't know. Yeah, wedding's off. <laughs> and I'm like, what happened? And they're like, oh, grandma unfortunately didn't make it during the ceremony and obviously and understandably so i just wasn't in the mix of people to call to say hey the wedding's off you kind of had the bottom, skipped, of, the, yeah. bottom yeah, the, of the total the pole. dj's at the bottom yeah like grandma didn't make it through the ceremony yeah, she passed during the ceremony during during the wedding Get out of town. During the wedding. Get out of town. Yeah. That diva, she was like, this is not going to be your day. This is not only your day. No, 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 no. I'm going to get somebody to shine, too. Yeah. I told you I didn't approve of him. Right? <laughs> I'm going to make this day horrible for you. Man, forget this. Uh, And so, yeah, so the wedding was off, and I packed up probably a week's worth of food. Wow. <laughs> Or someone's left I over. Mean, yeah, for sure. <laughs> no, he left because it was already cooking. It was already good to go. Definitely. I must say, you know, um, living in Telluride, everyone, a lot of people who have weddings there are spending a million dollars or plus on them. Sure, yeah. And so the expenses and the leftovers, freebies are extravagant and so worth it. I've gotten like full on outfits. Mm. Uh-huh. Stuff people have leave behind. Like total rooms full of complete. You know, people can have the rooms stocked by the time they get there. Then they leave and they're done. And they're like, well, up to you guys. So I did some wedding planning there. Mm. It's intense. I love it. They laugh. That is lukewarm. 
Okay, 7.40 tomorrow morning with Jeff and Jen for your next chance to win. Uh, we, just before we did the Secret Town Incorrect Guesses, we were talking about uh, some drama at the wedding. Let's go to Julie real quick in Western Hills. Hey, Julie. Hey. Hi, so tell us about your wedding drama. So I had a DJ that was slightly overserved and unable to finish the night. <laughs> Sounds like more than slightly was going on. Wow. <laughs> I'm sorry. No, it's, it, it ended up being really funny. And I had a couple of the groomsmen kind of chip in to try to learn things until he had a backup person show up. So I'm a very non-high-maintenance um, bride, so okay. I was all for it, and it ended up turning out well, but it is quite funny. You took that in stride then. Did you get any money back, Absolutely. or did you just let it go? I let it go. Oh, wow. Really? Oh, I don't know if I'd let that go. <laughs> I know, right? You'd be like, this is so unprofessional. And let me ask, too, at what point in the night did he re you realize he wasn't going to be able to operate any of the equipment? He just could not DJ the rest of the wedding. What, what point were you at? It was pretty early. So I got married <sighs> in a hall. So drinks were kind of being served before the ceremony. So he got first dibs and was really drinking it up while the ceremony was going on. Jeez. Um, so it was pretty early on. That's such a rookie mistake, I feel like, as DJs. It's a terrible mistake. Yeah. You guys, do you guys drink when you DJ weddings? I mean, I have had, like, a beverage, but typically I'm so focused on making yeah. sure the bride doesn't scream at me. Yeah. Yeah. I, I got um, a big responsibility, right. and so if I have anything, it's maybe one. Mm -hmm. I'm usually too nervous. Yeah. Like, nervous yeah. I'm too nervous to mess up. I can't imagine. It Much is less... their big day that they're throwing thirty grand at. You don't right. want to... Be the thing that screws it up. Right. Wow. Like Julie's DJ. <laughs> would you hire him again, Julie? I think I would. No, why? <laughs> why? I don't believe you. <laughs> he's like, for a slosh DJ, he's fun. I don't know. He was fun. He was fun. Got everybody dancing. Absolutely. I think I would just try to monitor the alcohol intake, but yeah. I think I would hire him again. Did he end up staying or did you make him leave? Oh, no, he stayed. He ended up becoming more of a guest than a DJ. <laughs> oh, oh, my God. You are very low Julie's like, yeah. Julie's like, we took him home. I right. Let him sleep it off. <laughs> Tell me you went home with the bridesmaid. That would make it even better. Oh, man. Wow, Julie. Uh, Thank you for sharing that horrific story. I'm glad everything turned out well for you. Yes. Thank you. Wow. Oh, my God. You're so kind. You don't meet brides like that. <laughs> no. <laughs> One of a kind, Julie. Mm. Okay, well, uh, I'm thrown off, Julie. Right. You're driving home with Roy, Nat, and Freddie Mac on Q102. <laughs> Once again, there he is just laughing away at one of my dreams that was just squandered. <laughs> yeah, what's going on with you? Well, remember how we were talking about a couple weeks ago? I ordered, <laughs> <laughs> I ordered one of those um, tooth diamonds. You know, I ordered this kit where you can glue rhinestones to your teeth, <laughs> but they are temporary and I was very excited about it. I was like, I'm going to put it on this tooth right here. It's going to look super cute. Every girl I've seen do it, I think it's so cute. I was ready for it. And I just realized the package never came. And so I checked on my app where it was and it all it says is order placed. 
Nothing else has ever happened. I think I've been had. Instagram got me. <laughs> How much was it? $40. Oh, no. For one little rhinestone? Well, no. It came with seven different ones. So so whenever that one popped off after 15 minutes, she can put another one back in. <laughs> right. Exactly. Or she exactly. accidentally swallow it. Yeah. And then it's just like... This is up your esophagus or something. Yeah, the risk of that is so wild. I I don't even think about that. I would imagine it's pretty high if it's just one thing. It's different if it's like a grill. You remember back in like 2005 when grills were a thing? They're still cool in my eyes. Yeah, Uh, they would be. You know? Okay. (laughs) See, my parents wouldn't allow me to even fake it. Like, they weren't buying me a little fake grill. Mm -hmm. Like, me and my brother had to use aluminum foil. Oh! Oh, Oh, no! I love you. Oh, that hurts my teeth. I love you so much. I took it, put some in my eyes, stripped some off at home, and then put it in my pocket, took it to school. You did not. Put it in my mouth like, hey, guys. Freddie Mac, you did not. Did you do it seriously, or were you kidding? Uh, Yeah, it was mostly serious. Oh, my God. I was trying to, like, look cool. It's it's like fourth grade. (laughs) It was so cool. It tasted horrible. (laughs) The the idea of aluminum foil my teeth is just, oof. Oof. It's like nails on the chalkboard. Yeah, yeah. Well, so here are my teeth over here, just not blinged out like they're supposed to be. Your order placed. Well, well, I'll not. take you to Claire's later on. I'm sure they got Thank something. You so much. <laughs> Thank you so much. Get my ears double pierced <laughs> while I'm there as well. <laughs> Sit in a little chair in the window. <laughs> yeah, they always put that chair right up in the window so all the other kids can see you getting your yep. piercing done. <laughs> they sure mm-hmm. do. Well, the, the reason why we're talking about teeth is because um, the Dentist Association says that Harry Styles has the world's most attractive smile. I, I believe them. Yes, they are correct. Duh. If you're wondering, well, what is the perfect smile? Yeah, requirements for this. It's uh, symmetrical lips, no visible gums, straight teeth, and stain-free teeth. There you go. I don't know how people get stain-free teeth with... I mean, I drink coffee in the morning, so wine. it's like a mm-hmm. per- wine, coffee, yeah. everything your teeth hates, I love. Oh, same. You got to get them You got to get them bleached. Yeah, I know. I did that one time. And you did? I did. <laughs> oh, my God. I got my teeth bleached, and I don't handle dental things well. I have very um, sensitive teeth. Okay. Uh-huh. And I probably got halfway through the bleaching process or, or whatever that bright light thing is that yeah. they do. And uh, I had so much anxiety, I puked all over the dentist. <gasps> Did you really? Yeah. yeah. Wow. I was freaking out because <laughs> uh, they had to keep your mouth open and they had this little device in your mouth. Uh, <laughs> and so I puked. And then so they took all the equipment out off of me and I was like, oh my gosh, please let me, let me clean this up. And the doctor, the dentist was like, no, just go. <gasps> just, just go. Just go. Just to, to, to get a and, bill? And I never saw that dentist ever again. Wow. Get out of my office. Just go. I never saw him again. Just go. Wow. <laughs> That's the price you pay? Yeah. I for vanity. Like, yeah. See, why would you? <laughs> also, I think things like that happening to adults is just... It's just funny to me. I panicked. I started it. I it was one painful, and then I started gagging, and then I could. I was getting anxiety because I was gagging, and then it just it just spiraled. My, everything spiraled. Now, when you go to the dentist, you get anesthesia. No, but I need it. 
I probably need it. You get um, anxious in there. Yo, yeah, and I warn them, you know, and they think like I'm being funny. Like, I, oh, might, I might, I might. Here's throw Radio up. Roy. <laughs> I might throw up on you. And they're like, oh, okay, we've never had that happen. I'm like, son, that's what the last guy said. <laughs> oh man, buckle in. And I laugh. You know, I don't want anybody to think I'm laughing at people because embarrassing things have happened to me as an adult. Of course, I've fainted. I've peed the bed as an adult. <laughs> I've shared these stories, right? <laughs> when I wore glasses, I got my glasses knocked off all the time. So when I see this kind of stuff happening to other people. Yeah. Or hearing stories about a grown man, Roy, throwing up at the dentist's office. <laughs> I tell you what. I can't. I, I struggle with dental work. I wow. struggle. Whenever they have to put that goopy thing. Have you ever had that where they yeah. take a model on the goopy thing? Oh. oh. So uh, you, yeah. have, you have no aspirations to win any awards like Harry Styles did from the dentist organization. No, no. You know what? I have face tune. I'll whiten my teeth up in post-production. <laughs> oh, it's fine. Edit there the you go. I'll edit the photo later. There you go. Uh, but so congratulations. Harry Styles didn't win an Oscar. He doesn't not, throw up on dentists. <laughs> not puke at the dentist. You sound jealous. I probably would feel a little weird about putting a, a little rhinestone on my tooth. It'd bother me. Really? He'd yeah. pass out. Just thinking about it. Probably would. Knowing me, with my luck with medical things, I'd probably accidentally cut my gum and have an infection or something. <laughs> like, it's just, just my luck. You're such a drama queen. It's my luck. Oh, my God. Stanford University is offering a Taylor Swift course. Oh, what about specifically? So the California College is going to take a deep dive into her 2012 song, All Too Well. Stanford University says it's a chance to offer students an introduction on topics taught by the alumni of the program. Uh, schools in Texas and New York have also added classes focusing on the Grammy-winning song, uh, singer. And the course is officially called All Too Well, 10-week version. And it begins in the wintertime. Oh, this is a deep I like dive. That. It's a whole course off of, on one on song. One song. Not even her as an artist or her as like her business practices. It's one song. You gotta go line by line. I think I got like the hook here. So. A uh, ode to Taylor Swift, I will say we know all too well. Oh, this is when the You got to think it's part of like poetry or something. And yeah. maybe the professor is just a huge Taylor Swift fan is like, how can I get this but to, into my curriculum? And I've never taught like a college course or anything, but I imagine to get a course um, uh, like confirmed, like the college allowing you to hold a class like that, it has to go through a bunch of different levels and chain of commands and stuff to get approved. Mm-hmm. Like you don't just be like, hey, I'm going to host this kind of class. Right, you have, a, you have the like a department says, yes. chair. And a college like Stanford? Yeah. You, you know, I think it, it goes way high. They got to see the curriculum, blah, blah, blah. Well, blah, blah. at first I thought about how stupid the class was. Uh, then I started thinking about the movie classes you take in college. Yeah. Those and those were kind class. of, yeah, those were kind of, you know, throwaways. I loved it. Those are my favorite classes. Because they were throwaways. Right? Yeah, yes. but yeah, we still learned a lot and like you right. went more in depth into something you would have just watched and then maybe just went about your day. Pretty, True. Pretty easy. Like I took a sports management class once. What was that about? It was an elective. It was, it was lame. It was talking, talking to us about how to play basketball, how to play baseball, like how many positions are on the field. It was mm. a throwaway. Did you just right. like watch Jerry Maguire? Yeah. Kind of. Yeah. I took sports a, movies. I took a throwaway in college and I don't remember the name of the course, 
But what I do remember was we pretty much the whole the whole course was around developing a parody to Billy Joel's We Didn't Start the Fire. <laughs> and uh, coming up with the specific, I can't remember what the, what the task was, but I remember like that's the only thing from the course I remember, and I remember I worked on it for about four weeks. Wow, it was that's the, a long, it, a long time. It was, it. it was like a whole month. I took a tennis class as a throwaway. I needed one more credit hour to graduate, mm-hmm. and I think I so I took this one class. And it was at 8 o'clock in the morning. And let me tell you, it was the hardest class for me to get to. And I think I was supposed to fail it, but they let me, like, do extra credit yeah, in order like, to pass because I just never went. It's one It's a run, one credit course. Mm-hmm. They just like, look, we'll help you out a little bit. Yeah. We know it, this is just an elective. This isn't, you know, your major or whatever. I was just trying to graduate my last quarter of school. Because I'm wondering now how hard this Taylor Swift course is going to be. Like, it's not going to be some, e- like, I would imagine for a school like Stanford. And I'm not saying they don't ever at schools like that don't have throwaway classes, but I imagine it being pretty tough. Yeah, pass fail, you know. Well, I mean, Austin University of Texas had a literature course on Taylor Swift songwriting, and it says here that it introduced literary critical reading and research methods, basic skills for work in English literature and other humanities. Yeah, whatever that makes, that means. That makes more sense. Yeah, once you get into that, it's like. It's going to be high demand. People trying to get in because they're going to think it's going to be fun. It's going to be free. Maybe Taylor Swift will stop by. <laughs> hey, she is. Who uh, her tour is going in the area of yeah, Stanford University. So that would be amazing. That would be really cool. Listen, if there was a college teaching all things Roy, I'd swing on by too. <laughs> <laughs> Just pop on yeah. in. Yeah. Class, we got a special guest. Hey, kids, let me tell you about the time I got sick of the dentist. Because <laughs> I can't handle dentists. Come in, put your feet up. What are you guys talking about today? Yeah. <laughs> That'd be great. Yeah, so uh, we'll keep a lookout on all these cool uh, classes because I think it's so interesting, like when there's snorkeling classes. Oh, yeah. Makes me want to go back to school. Things. All right, a little bit of good news for you on your Monday, the Dog Resort in Seattle caught fire, and nearby workers at a PSR mechanical shop rushed over and evacuated 60 dogs to safety. Goodness. 60. That's amazing, yeah. It is. 6-0. Employees were watching smoke pour out the windows, and they knew that they were going to have to help before the first responders could get there because they knew there was a lot of dogs inside. So immediately, group of co-workers jumped into action, hopping the fenced-in yard of the dog resort. And while firefighters were arriving to put out the fire, they were one by one taking out the puppies and bringing them out. The news, of course, spread pretty frantically, and puppy parents immediately arrived to the scene to catch the dog resort burning down to the ground. And then the coworkers stayed along, helping puppy parents reunite with their fur babies. This is so tragic, but also so beautiful. So no dogs were hurt? No. Oh, this is great. It was a chaotic moment, but uh, all the dogs were live uh, or survived. Uh, and they're surviving because of the neighbors who jumped into mm-hmm. action for the heroic effort. Yeah. 60 dogs is a lot of dogs, yeah, dogs to save. A lot of chaos, a lot of barking, a lot of hysteria. Oh. Some dogs ain't going to want to hop up in you, like, right. leave me alone. I don't know you. You know my mama. There's, there's enough drama going on. I don't need to be taken by a stranger. Yeah. Gosh, man. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, Always be willing to help. 
Yeah, yeah. I mean, it. It hearing that story makes me want to go adopt a dog. Oh, so aren't you? Aren't you potentially adopting a dog? Maybe. Maybe. Natalie yeah. Jones. I'm gonna go visit with a dog tonight. What's the dog's name? And well, it's the dog that Molly had Walnut, and um, we don't. We I don't really know. We don't really know. So I'm gonna go to um, pick uh, pick him up tonight, and then see if he fits in my life or take him, you know, for a day or two to a little trial run. Mm-hmm. I don't That's know if my building cool. is allowed to have animals though, but I don't. Care. I think that I'll your building anyway. can do whatever you want. I think so from too. what from the way you've talked to the best. Yeah. You can, like, paint walls and do all that right, kind of stuff. move walls. Yeah, I yeah. think it'll be fine. Uh, I one time did kind of what you're doing, mm-hmm. and I got a blue pit bull. Okay. And it was a stray, and no one could, no one knew who the owner was. And we had the dog for about a weekend, and the dog still didn't have a name, so we called it Little Girl. Oh, okay. Come on, Little Girl. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, my other dog, Callie, hated her, so. Oh, so little girl didn't last. No, although little girl had a lot of energy, and my dog, Callie, does not. Oh, okay. Uh, but I do, I mean, still today, I miss a little girl. Yeah, it's yeah. gotta work. Well, I'm excited. I, um, have never had a dog of my own, well, so. Well, keep us posted. This time, we'll check in into your dog adventure, okay? Thanks. Cincinnati's Q102. Thank you so much for allowing us to be a part of your Monday. All right, but let's go ahead and do our favorite part of the show, where we say goodnight to everyone except these people or these things are the ones that annoy us. Who wants to go first? I do. Goodnight to everyone except for the people who do not hold the door open for those following behind them, even if it's at an awkward distance. You wait out the awkward moment, and you let it happen, and you keep the door open. Oh, I don't know about that. Yeah, there's a point in like not except for Roy Brown. <laughs> there's a point in like the awkwardness timeline where it's like I've been holding it too long. I gotta keep holding it. Oh no, you gotta. I, should. I like to make eye contact in that eye in that awkward moment. And be like, I'm gonna wait. Here are we go. You, are you running up to the door? No. Oh, you just yes, walking yes. when you're the person trying yes, to come up. For sure. Good night to everyone except people who blast music in their car in the neighborhood. Oh, like, why me. do you do that? That's me. When you pull onto the street. Turn it down, mm-hmm. especially at really late at night or really early in the morning. Mm. There's a guy uh lives in my building, I think, and he warms up his car. Like, days like today, it's pretty cold. Just boom, 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 boom. It's still, it's still loud from the yes. day before. I could right. hear it, like, way deep into my house. I'm like, right. I shouldn't be able to hear that thumping. Mm-hmm. Cut it out. Yeah. All right, good night to everyone except those who eat a spoonful of peanut butter as a snack. I don't know why it bothers me. <laughs> it just does. What do you not? Really? You not it like just peanut butter? No, it's just a, people get a spoonful of it, and that's like they open up the jar, grab a spoonful, eat it. But you know, make a sandwich or something. I don't know. You're wasting peanut or get butter. Get celery. I don't know. Oh, okay. I'm jealous of those people. I can't have just one spoonful. I must have more. I know. I'm like, who are these one spoonful people? I'll like, eat <laughs> right? that whole jar. <laughs> right time of day, you catch me. Yeah, well, all right. That's it for a Monday for us. Uh, Kay is in next with the night show and your chance at ten grand tomorrow with the secret sound at seven forty. Now, by the way, if we offended anyone with our good night, everyone except we're just kidding. We love you anyway. Yeah, we love you. We love you. We'll talk to you tomorrow at three. Bye. Bye. It's the Roy Nat and Freddie Mac show replay.